Welcome to the Melrose Place podcast, where we rewatch, recap, and analyze every episode of the hit 90s TV series, Melrose Place. I'm Dane. And I'm Jenny. Let's get started. Episode 6, Jane's Addiction, air date November 4th, 1996. What an ep. What an ep. We, we made some progress and some stories Did here. We? A little. I mean, you Very. know the story I'm looking out for, and yeah. all I got was a blip. That pendant looks familiar. It's a, it was enough for me to be like, yay. We'll get into it. Um, so we begin the episode with Sam and Billy just returning from the confrontation with Jake and Allison. Talking mad shit about Jake. And it's funny because Samantha's like, wow, I don't know Jake that well, but I didn't know that he was so violent. <laughs> and I got a refrigerator up yeah. in a... You don't Joe's know old apartment that would tell you otherwise. If I was Billy, I'd have been like, well, we got lucky because a while back he jumped off a building with his brother and landed on him and splattered <laughs> him. <laughs> um, so Jake has killed people. Jake's been shot. Jake, and you know, Jake did punch Billy in the face. They've had two fights already. Yeah. This was close to three. Well, I I wouldn't say that this is like... Billy got off easy. Yeah. But yeah. So um, they, they Billy's walking Sam to her door, which is also Jane's. And Jane walks out um, and, and Sam says goodbye. So there's a transition there where Jane is then talking to Billy. And Jane... Uh, Billy says, why do I have a feeling this has something to do with you? I don't know, Billy, because maybe y'all, she propositioned you to have sex to get back at them, and you said no? Of course it has something to do with them. Now, Jane just plays like, like oh, coy. Like, I have nothing to do with this. She yeah. walks out, and upon her exit of the courtyard, she sees Allison's car parked right outside of the Melrose Place gate. And then, I don't, all right. When, as a human being, I have in my head talked shit about people. <laughs> and I've been like, man, fuck that guy. Or, man, I hate her. Or, you know, like, they suck. But never once have I been like, bitch Martin. You know? <laughs> she so looks at the car she, and says, bitch Allison. Yeah, she mutters under <laughs> her breath. And then she starts rooting through her backpack and comes up with a pair of fabric scissors. And then she proceeds to slash her tires. Middle of the day. Doesn't even, like, look around. And then the thing that I found most um, amusing, after she stabbed the tire multiple times, she just kind of stood, like, crouched down and froze there for a minute. Yeah, And it's like... 
I feel like that's something you do, like pop, 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 and then you like get up and walk away as quickly as you can. What got me was like how deliberate she was and the grip that she had on the scissors. She had them stab style, right? Like, like, like prison shank, jab, 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 stab. Now, like, uh, I thought when you slash a tire, you want it to be like they don't know like that it's just a flat because then it's an extra there's an extra step involved because what do you mean like i I, think the goal is to just fuck up someone's tire i thought it was to like puncture it and then they go whoop i got a flat and then they take it they like put the you know the temporary wheel on and then take it to like a garage and then the garage goes Oh, we can't replace this because it, you know, there's a big hole in there, and then you're like, "Damn it, you can't just fill it," you know what I mean? Like patch it, because you think it might be a nail or something or a slow leak. So not only I don't think people who slash tires think that far. They're just like flatten this fuck. Yeah, they're like, and then the multiples. That's what I'm saying. You're not even trying to make it an accident? Lot, no, I, th- I don't think she's trying to make it look like an accident. She just wants to fuck up Allison's day. Yeah. She doesn't care. That's messed up. But there's a lot of rage there. Yeah. And mo- the, what really shines here is the multiple stabs. So that th- then we get our... That was our opening credit scene, and we get our, our normal credits. Really good drone footage this time. A lot less shaky cam. Liked the beach scenes. They're turning a corner. They're really turning a corner. The song. You really were a fan of the song. Something changed my mind. <laughs> oh, really hit a chord. Hit all the high notes. Just really hit a chord with me. And then we got my favorite, the the seagull. The, you gotta the get seagull the seagull perched on the rock. Yeah. Um. Now, Michael, we're at the beach house. Michael is doing some some odd hamstring stretches on his porch in the daddest of workout gear ever. <laughs> love, love those shoes. Love just the, the nondescript gym attire that they put these guys in. It's just, it's just great. Um, Kimberly comes out, and she is commenting on... Michael's new, uh, you know, runner's bod. She says, wow, all of this jogging. Look at those legs. And, of course, Michael's very pleased to hear this. And He's like, he you're thinks, looking at my legs. He's like, oh, are we, like, this is some good news. You want to kind of get busy with me? And Kimberly quickly corrects him that, oh, no, please don't get the wrong idea. I was just commenting on how good your physique looks. But for now, we really need to continue on with this celibate stretch. My therapist says that I shouldn't be putting myself in situations with poor self-control, which means, and Michael says, Michael gets no sex. Yep, that's what it means. Because Michael's incapable of thinking outside. Anything anyone else does is how does this affect me, Michael, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, but she's like, oh, but, you know, go on your run. So Michael heads off 
And we are back over at Melrose Place with Billy knocking on Jake's door. And he demands to know what last night was all about real fast. He's like, oh, you guys want to tell me what it's about last night? Huh? <laughs> I love Billy's angry voice. It's, he just speeds everything up and doesn't enunciate anything he says. Yeah, it's like, dude, is that, that's his only... His only way of showing emotion is like uh, cadence. He can't like. <laughs> He's like, it's enough that you have to bang Ellison yeah. behind my back, but now you got to go embarrass me in front of something. <laughs> Jake says, "Look, I promised Ellison I would leave you alone, and that's what I'm gonna do." But not not before he says he offers the weakest excuse. Like Billy gives him all of that, and Jake's like. Oh, can we just drop it? Oh, can we just drop that you slammed me up against my door and accused me of some For shit? For no reason? Fuck no, we can't just drop it. That's not regular shit that, that people do to each other. I kind of agree with Billy here. That Like, what? No, this isn't something you can just skate out of. Well, Jane comes into the courtyard and she and Allison walk out of the gates again and they encounter Allison's car and she's going to walk over to the bar, but then Jane pretends like she just notices that Allison's tires are slashed. Yeah. And she says, oh, Allison, look. You you're... have a flat. Oh, wait, all four of them. Well, Allison says four of them. And so we know after that little crouch session where she was like stabbing the one tire, she did it to all four broad daylight. No one saw her. She went around to the whole gang. That's ballsy. If I was Jane, I'd have cut that convertible top too. Let's make it official. Yeah. That's a fucking <laughs> that's a crime. Let's do this. You know? So then Allison says, you know what, Jane? I need a ride. Do you think you could take me over to D and D? And they're off think, in Jane's car. I think I knew who did this. So uh we go back to the beach. Michael's running and that sweat stain is just completely unbelievable. Like, I, I know your crotch watch, but like... I'm sweat watch too. <laughs> like, I don't know what to call it. Like, stain vision. You're well, always looking at like, how is that extra, pattern of an authentic sweat stain? I'm just a stickler for like continuity. And like, it's someone's job to sweat Michael up. Like, that's someone's job on set. Maybe ha he has a really a lot of sweat glands just in the middle of his chest. No, one, else. no one sweats an oval, Jenny. <laughs> I don't a, know. He, no one does has the oval sweat pattern. Most, most of the times, like, cut props or whatever will do, like, they'll start it too high, like, from the neck and then down, yeah. like, a, like, a, like a V. I don't... That's not even a, a good sweat pattern. Okay, but I'm, this oval... Did, can, can you please explain to me and everyone listening what an acceptable and realistic sweat stain pattern on someone's shirt would it's look like? It's going to look sporadic. Like maybe some armpit, maybe maybe some belly, you know? It's going to like the sides. <laughs> I know where you get it. Yeah, like I get like a happy face like right on my stomach. I don't think everyone sweats the same as right. you. But I've never Never seen the, an oval pattern on anybody. And I've worked out many a time and seen 
alive of good source material. Well, that's true. I really don't have any frame of reference but <laughs> about where people work out. Aside from the oval sweat, here's where things get way more interesting. Um, this little dream weaver runs up on him. <laughs> All right. For one, let me break this down for you. No shoes on this girl. Okay. So is she running with no shoes or was she waiting there? for Michael to maybe appear and then ran up on him from from her house or whatever. That's a, a good good point. But here's the other thing that has got me really sickened is that um, she says, I have something for you. She reaches into her sports bra for a piece of paper with her address on it. Now, if she's also been running and just ran up to Michael... That thing's going to be full of the boob sweat. Some people like that. Some they people pay for that, Dan. They want that booby sweat. Some people want that shit, okay? <laughs> it sounds like you know. But I um, might have a little side business. <laughs> you got some boob sweat business? <laughs> selling, selling jars of this? But um, I, I don't know, because she doesn't have like sports sunglasses on. She's got, you know, earrings in. I don't think she's actually, like, on a full-out run. So she pulls out a paper, like Dan was saying, and she says, hey, here's my address. Come meet me tonight. That is if you want to. Right. And then runs away very playfully looking over her shoulder like, you know you want this. And she says, you won't be disappointed. (laughs) If someone yells that out, you, like, like, you might be. I'm just like, <laughs> what is she planning to do? Is there going to be like, I don't know, a film crew set up there to be like, this is how we shoot our porns. <laughs> like, Michael's, that's what I'm like. <laughs> like Whatever it is, Michael is feeling it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just, I don't know. I hope that's not just a... Bo- like the paper could just be completely boob sweated and the, the the ink just running. You are really Dan. You you're very concerned with the sweat aspect. There's a lot of there's a lot of weird things <laughs> going on in this episode. I'm not gonna let any of them slip through the cracks. Okay, uh, <laughs> we're going to D and D. Boy, all right, we're at D and D. Amanda's getting in. Craig is greeting her. She has got her coffee. What is this order, y'all? <laughs> What is this order? Okay, you, what is it? All right. Like, he Craig's proud of this shit. He walks in, he's like, Amanda, I've got your cappuccino decaf with cinnamon. <laughs> what? Yeah, what the, first of all, what the fuck is that order? Decaf cappuccino with cinnamon. Two, the only problem that Amanda has with it is the cinnamon? No cinnamon. Like, that is so specific. What the fuck? And why would like, Craig be like, dash of cinnamon, let's go win her over. <laughs> how, do you, how do you accidentally get the cinnamon on there? It's weird. It's real weird. And like, what's the point of a cappuccino if it's decaf? Look, no shade to anybody who likes decaf coffee, maybe because they enjoy the ritual or the smell, but... If it doesn't have caffeine in it, why am yeah. I drinking it? The fuck you doing? It's like a O'Doul's. Well, there are some people that just that enjoy an O'Doul's. Well, because it even gives O'Doul's them is point one percent. It's got a little something, bit. Well, something, something. So uh, she is like, 
why no cinnamon and then he's like very subordinate he so like this is very different from from craig of old a little cue for down the road but he's like he's playing playing the game you know so he goes back to fix her coffee order as his dad arthur walks into amanda's office and he gives it to her in a sandwich bag (laughs) the coffee (laughs) the fuck is that is that a nineties moment? <laughs> he hands it to well, her in. That's a really good question. A sandwich. Bag. I've never seen someone put a beverage in a paper bag. Here you go. Here's your fucking. Is that before drink trays? <laughs> Here's your drink. It's in a bag. And he's very like just nonchalant about it. Or is like that code for like a donut? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Here's your not coffee. <laughs> in anyway, a bag. Arthur comes in and he's like, Oh, I see. It's Amanda keeping you busy, Craig. What the fuck? Where is this guy from? Well, I cannot place his accent. It is so strange. If he was in Hogwarts, he'd be slithering. <laughs> Dan, it's like, is this guy a freaking Bond villain? He is. That is how he acts. Yeah, and like D&D is just, it, the stakes are just too high for D&D. You, you know? need to give all of Billy's accounts to Craig. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, yes, okay, I'll give them all and I'll do nothing else but train Craig and get him up to speed on everything. Yeah. Yes, yes. And I want Craig to come all to the pitch meetings as well to learn yes. from the master. Or... <laughs> Or mistress, <laughs> I should say. Oh, man. And then for the second time in Melrose history, pile it on is used in this scene. Remember Matt and uh, and his murderer doctor lover? Yeah. And he was like, I brought Chinese food. You want some Chinese? And he goes, pile it on. <laughs> <laughs> and then Craig told his dad that, uh, Amanda really knows how to pile it on. Yeah. Two for two. <laughs> Allison, uh, she gets to D&D and she comes to Billy's new cubicle. Because <laughs> he out of that office. Yeah. And uh, she... Um, ac- Billy, I knew you had problems, but slashing my tires? <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Billy gets up. He's like, Jane slashed her tires. And she probably threw the brick. And then Allison's like, that can't be. You're the only one with a motive. And then that's when Billy hits her with it, that he's like, oh, Allison, she wanted us to be a couple the other day and wanted us to get together just to make you and Jake jealous of us. Yeah, she's not over Jake. Um, So now with that information, Allison's like, hmm, interesting. Then they go and do whatever the hell they want. Now, Matt... He's at rehab, packing up, packing those bags. And you know what? I thought that this was going to be way more of like Michael Matt journey. Because Michael was like, from you're now doing on, my way. you're doing his shit my way. Yeah. He fucking dropped him off and bolted. Well, like, maybe his way is going to a rehab center where actual professionals would take care of it. I guess. Which, you know, is probably the best decision he could have ever made, not to meddle in somebody's treatment. 
But it seemed as though when Michael was like so forceful that like Matt was there against his will, but like still had to be there. Otherwise, it wasn't Michael's way. You know what I mean? Well, he stayed for the minimum amount of time that like allotted that you had to be there, I guess. Yeah. And um, Mr. Hathaway, because I don't know his first name, uh, does say. Doctor. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Doctor. (laughs) You kidding me? Um, he says that he knows that Matt is a voluntary admit, but he doesn't think Matt should leave. And um, he thinks that he has a lot more work to do. And and this is the same song and dance that he's seen over and over again. Yeah, Matt's like, look, I'm out of here. I just got to get back to med school. <laughs> what? Dude, you're fucking druggy. You, you can't do med school. <laughs> um. And but there's nothing that Hathaway can do about it. Matt's just packing his small little, small little duffel, and that's a wrap. Now the day has come. Kyle's restaurant is finally open to the public. Kyle got that sauce working, and they are having a big old grand opening party with all their peeps. Gang, guess who doesn't want to be there? Amanda. Amanda. She is not having a good time. Peter is drinking, getting his drinks, walks over to Amanda, and Amanda's like, how long do we have to freaking be here? Um, And then Peter's like, look, man, we got to stick this out. These are our buddies. These are my golf friend, and they're our tenants. And you know who else doesn't want to be there? Kyle. Yeah. It's Kyle's opening. He's worked so hard to get there, and he's like, Hey, Taylor, let's just leave right now. Kyle just wants to cook the food. Here's what is weird about Kyle's. I, like, it's packed. I don't I don't have never seen another cook in that kitchen. There's and, a cook in there. I haven't seen a, a waiter either. I, uh, I mean, later in the show, yeah. But we, previous to that, well, we weren't shown the hiring that went on. Yeah. They maybe had like a little expo. Maybe they just went around to the local businesses and they were like, come over for free food. Yeah. Kyle tells Taylor that she looks great and he ain't lying. She's gorgeous in this red looking dress. She does look good. Fresh. Very fresh. Gives gives Amanda a run for her money. That's for sure. I think they casted her well against Amanda. I agree. You know? Yeah, you need someone strong. You need somebody that's striking. Yeah. Um. But you know, Brooke, which I think was more of Allison's rival, she was a little too demure with like a little bratty kind of right. a side. But this and Amanda's only other like like long extended adversary was Allison, and it was sort of like David versus Goliath there. Yeah. Where this is more even. We're both bitches. You yeah. Know? Yeah, I think Lisa Rinna does bring a lot to this character. Um, But the one thing of note is this necklace that she's wearing. Mm -hmm. Kyle even comments, hey, I've never seen you wear this. And she's like, this old thing, (laughs) it's been in the back of my jewelry box for a Mm -hmm. long time. (laughs) Um, Tara Taylor tells Kyle, like, I know you don't like being at these things, but you need to, like, mingle, mingle, mingle. Because you got to get people to come to your restaurant. Um, now Kyle walks up on Sydney who's there and Sydney goes into talking about 
this painter who did this artwork who is actually Sam, but she's trying to keep that under wraps because she wants to be the only contact that Kyle goes to for this painting. So he's like, so who's the artist? And she thinks and she says, Sam, you will cur off. Curl. You know, he he's Russian. He's uh, he's an immigrant. He's living here. I am his his broker. I mean, he hardly even speaks English and he might be willing to part with one or a few of his paintings. Let me just go ahead and talk to him and see what I can drum up for you. And he's like, all right, I'd love to meet the guy. So uh, she's like, oh, no, he's really private. And then Kyle's just they set up to um, have the painting come over to the restaurant and they'll talk price now we're at jane's jane's boutique oh yeah that is. jane sorry jane's the distinction jane's odd store uh, don't you love that like they just name their stores after like yeah. kyle's jane's i appreciate it because you're like <laughs> okay. if i had to remember all these like, names plus their restaurants and- albatories like i don't want to know like <laughs> And Jane's is called like you know, I don't Bohemian know. Bohemian looks, right? Vintage nineteen fifties. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that they're like, all right, Jane's is Jane's, Kyle's is Kyle's, Kyle's is Kyle's. Shooters, well, it's been Shooters forever, so fuck them. Soul Jake's, but we can. What about the other stuff? I'll just call it letters. All right, D and D. They don't. We don't even. Uh, Wilshire Memorial. Well, uh, call it. I don't know. Mid Wilshire Building. Yeah, we'll keep the hospitals Wilshires. We just call it Doctors at Law. Yeah. Now, Sam wants Jane to tell her about Billy, and Jane takes this opportunity to really dive into Billy's riddled past of problems. Um. Well, you can't really blame him for being a little bizarro. I mean, first, Allison basically left him at the altar. Wow, they were engaged to be married. Oh, yeah, but then when he did get married to his wife, Brooke, she actually died. She died? Yeah, yeah she drowned she, in the pool. She died in our pool. The pool where we live? Yeah, yeah. pretty sad. Mm. Uh, <laughs> wasn't that the night they oh, all went to the movies? But that's... But that's after, yeah. And then I love how she throws in, too. Oh, but that's after Allison actually married Brooke's dad. So she was technically Brooke's stepmother. Right. Um, and, and Billy's mother-in-law. You get an, like an earful of that about the guy that you are, you know, a potential romantic partner. And she even implies that Billy potentially killed them because she's like, he drowned, too. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird they both drown the same way mm, weird so um on cue billy comes in to see if samantha wants to go out for a late dinner yeah and here's one thing dan that i've got to ask you i mean from sam's perspective days ago i mean mm-hmm. maybe four or five days ago you'll remember that jane asks samantha to make herself scarce because she's having billy over to hook up. Right. She doesn't know what happened behind that closed door that basically Jane was just propositioning Billy to make 
Jake and Allison jealous. Yeah. So from her perspective, she's basically moving in on the guy that her boss likes. Right. And she's got to take everything that Jane says with a grain of salt because of that. If he was so good that I needed to make myself scarce, then why why are you trying to scare me with all of this shit about his relatives drowning? It's just weird. Yeah. So um, Sam is is like, oh no, I'm sorry, I've I've got a work thing, and then Jane backs her up with uh, when Billy questions it and and says she has to go to this warehouse, and then Billy's like, oh well, that's cool, I'll just go with you. I don't like that. It's like I'm at work. You know, you can't just be like, I'm coming to your work thing. No. Yeah. And I feel like when people like you and I have talked about this a lot, when somebody first tells you, I'm sorry, that day's not going to work for me or that doesn't work. You don't start pushing for like, what about this day? What about this time? What about this day? And if they tell you no twice, get the hint that they don't want to hang out with you. Yeah. We're not, not doing it. Do you like? Do you want her to say, "I don't want to be around you right now because I just heard some really fucked up shit about you"? <laughs> like, take actually, the yes, hint. I do want her to say that to him. <laughs> I would too, actually. It's like, well, I'll just get a manicure. <laughs> uh, so Billy says, "Okay, well, see you later." And <laughs> Sam goes to go do her thing. Billy again left with Jane and uh, says. All right, what'd you tell her about me? Um, and um, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we are back at Kyle's, and Taylor is talking to Peter. She comments that Amanda sure leaves them alone a lot, mm-hmm. and that is when Peter notices the necklace that she has on. This necklace is paramount. It is key. There is something going on with this piece of jewelry. He says that the pendant looks very familiar. And she says, oh, it's been in my family for years. And then Peter says, someone I knew had one just like it. Please, please be some Oedipus shit where like he's going to have sex with her and it's going to be her his sister. Or something. His sister? Yeah. No. I don't know. That'd be cool. <laughs> I just like, I really want this storyline to progress a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, what? This is episode six? Yeah. And it's not like it just, they keep giving us tiny little breadcrumbs. Yeah. For, for like, for the last five episodes, it's been like, hi, Peter. Hi. Okay, bye. Yeah. Hi, I, it's like, get on with hi. it. Okay, uh, bye. Well, all the while, we have Amanda looking on, very jealous. She comes over. And what I love about Amanda is she does not mince words. She's like, are you done fawning over my husband? Yeah. And Taylor says, Amanda, we're just talking. Oh, no. When you are within one foot of someone, that's not talking. That is fawning. That is what you were doing. Let's just take take a gander at what fawning means. Um, the definition of fawning is displaying exaggerated flattery or affection. Obsequious. Obsequious. Obsequious? Yeah. Obsequious. What does that mean? I don't really even know. 
to court favor by a cringing or flattering manner. Uh, quarters fawning on the king to show affection, used especially of a dog. <laughs> <laughs> the dog was fawning on its master. Wow. So she she like underhanded called her a bitch. So basically, Amanda says, time to go. We're out of here. And the two of them leave the party. So we're back at Melrose Place, presumably the next day. And Peter is swimming laps, just, I guess, trying to take his mind off everything. When Taylor walks over. Of course. And dips her toe in the pool right where Peter's face is. Mm. I take issue with this. Yeah, you're not into it? No, I, I think someone's swimming and then you go up to where their face is and you put your body part there. She's like chum in the water, you know? <laughs> and she's like, mind if I join you? And he says, uh, yeah, this is a public pool. Come on in. And he gets out and she says, oh, I, I didn't mean to scare you away. And of course, that is when Amanda walks in. The only time the pool is utilized now is for one person to do laps. And it's this is not, not a, that it's not a big. Lap, yeah. yeah. It's just not a lap pool. I was pool. thinking that you could probably get in like four strokes and then you'd have to yeah. turn around. It's not. It's definitely not a good lap pool. So Amanda, of course, I mean, is getting with every interaction that she encounters with Peter and Taylor is getting more and more pissed. And she makes her feelings known, as we said before. Um, so, you know, she's like, hey, aren't you going to work? And he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going I'm to be getting inside and I'm going to go. Like, yeah. I have to be my babysitter. And, of course, Taylor senses that there is some tension building between Amanda and Peter. And she's like, wow, I didn't mean to cause any trouble for you guys. And touches his arm. Yes. All about it. Now we go to Wilshire Memorial. Memorial. Matt, Memorial. Memorial. <laughs> Going to Memorial. <laughs> Wilshire Memorial, okay? Matt is back on the job, but he's not. Because he's not on the schedule. He's not on the schedule. He's upset. So, of course, classic Matt, erratic Matt, runs up to a supervisor and is like, hey, I'm not on the schedule. What's going on? I told somebody I was going to be working, but I'm not working today. And then she's like, um, yeah, we found out you were doing acid in the shooter's <laughs> parking lot. And then decided to pay a cop for a blowy. Okay. <laughs> You're, you didn't get the message, Matt. You're suspended. And he's like, what? It was just like a little problem okay i'm yeah, fine now i was just in rehab for like just a little like, bit like 42 hours he grabs her arm he pulls a and billy she, she's like she's like look matt um it's really a big problem if you have an issue with drugs and you work in a hospital okay yeah it's real bad that's not not a great place it's like what do you you got a gambling problem you want to be a pit boss in vegas yeah not a not a good thing. So she tells him, hey, you know, you might be able to reapply next semester, but it's not happening this semester. You're done. Yeah. Now we go to Jane's store. 
Sydney is talking to Sam about the painting in the window. And can I ask, you know, Jane's always like, yeah, the shop's doing so good. But anytime we go there, Mm -hmm. there's not a customer in sight. Maybe the sales are on the line. I don't think that was the thing back in 1996. No? No one buying online stuff. Maybe they did catalog. Yeah. yeah. A lot of mail-ins. Yeah, that was the thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, how did that work? I remember having like a lot of magazines at the house when I was Delia's? a kid. Like oh toy God. store magazines. Would they... So you would like write on a slip like yes. what you wanted from yeah. the catalog. And put the money in there? Yeah. So the catalog would typically come with like a card or something you could fill out with the order number, the quantity that you wanted. And then you would... You mailed that shit with a check. You would mail in a check. What? And then they would then mail it back. That's so bizarre. Or maybe there's a way that they got a little bit more sophisticated and were able to take credit cards or... Or you could call. Or maybe they... Yeah. Maybe you could call. Yeah. But I remember distinctly, I mean... American Girl Doll, that was like exclusively catalog sales. I still do enjoy flipping through a toy catalog. Oh, me too, especially around Christmas. I love it. It's fun. It's a good time. You yeah. just be like, I want that. I miss it, man. Anyway. Getting um, back here. So they're kind of dishing. And um, Sydney's like, you know, I have Kyle, you know, the, the guy that I just went to the opening. You should have gone. And Sydney's like, I wasn't invited. Oh, yeah. Anyway, the owner, Kyle, saw your painting, and he kind of likes it. She's like, oh, cool. Let's go over there. She's like, well, I'll, I'll go over there. It's like, no, it's, it's fine. I want to meet him. And then Sydney has to um, come clean about. I mean, I am so surprised that Sydney let Sam in on this little, like, little scheme that she has going on. Yeah. I was under the impression that she was going to be like, oh, yeah, you know, this guy, like, wants to buy your painting, probably only, like, a 100 bucks or something. Yeah. And then she would take, like, a huge-ass cut of whatever it oh, was. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's what I was thinking she was going to do. But instead, she comes clean and says, hey, you can't meet him because... He thinks that the painter is a man named Samuel, and he's an immigrant from Russia. I mean, this whole, like, perky, I'm from Maryland, and I work at a dress shop. He's like, She says, that's not going to sell paintings. Yeah. You need to be a tortured person that's coming from a different country and has all of these Paints your vision after a bottle of vodka, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that correlates to the style of work she's doing and a stuffed animal in the lawn but okay uh, Sam growls and is like <laughs> okay <laughs> that like, really bothered you yeah I didn't like it I didn't like it alright D&D it's Amanda and Billy Amanda lets Billy know hey check this out Craig's basically taking over everything you do and then Billy's like what I can't believe this. She's like, hey, seriously, though, believe it. And you're really lucky to have a job at this point. So just get your ass back in the bullpen, okay? What was that thing you wanted to tell me? Never mind. 
Again. How many times are they gonna like do this? <laughs> Where she just berates him and is a total bitch and is like, "Oh yeah, you have valuable information for me. Tell me what you what's on your mind." He's waiting for her to say something nice, and then he'll and then he'll give give it. Can you believe like they were together? They were about to get married. They were about to have a baby. I don't know how. That relationship never made sense to me. So gross. They are just so on completely different levels. Like, not just like Billy is so immature and like it just, it seems like a a mother babysitting. He brought the kid out in her, you know? (sighs) I don't know. Um, so he leaves and then Peter comes in and basically Peter has to schedule in time with his wife because she's working so much. There are like ships in the night and they make a date to hang out together at their own home. Well, this this is also kind of uh, unacceptable from Peter to expect that you can just waltz into D&D during the work day and assume... That you can grab Amanda for one to two hours? That's a big chunk of the of the day. Yeah. You can't just stroll in there and do that. You know? Well, I mean, he's the boss at Doctors at Law. Maybe that's just something he does. He hasn't set foot in there since he's been out of prison. <laughs> he doesn't even work there anymore. He doesn't he hasn't shared a scene with Kimberly since the since then. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. What's going to happen there? So, yeah, Amanda's got to work straight through lunch, and they they are now scheduling their time together. For a guy, for a fucking guy who at the honeymoon was like, you want to go home? Fuck this. Now you want to now you want to spend quality time? You should have done that on the honeymoon. Well, you Instead, should- you wanted to sit around and play golf with Kyle and lallygag. You didn't want to teach your wife how to play golf. You don't want to spend time there. Now you want to do it in the work day. Yeah. Get a life, Peter. Why don't you go see a dentist? (laughs) Jeez Louise. (laughs) Okay, so Matt is back at Hathaway House, and um, he's coming in hot. He is pissed. Dr. Hathaway is sitting in the doorway, and Dr. Hathaway says, Matt, what's wrong? Are you high? Are you high? <laughs> no, I'm not high. I'm mad. You he, got me kicked out of medical school. This is so intense for no reason. Yeah, and I'm like, no, Matt, you got you kicked out of medical school. He's like, who did you tattle on? Why did you tell on me? It's like, dude, a lot of people saw you getting fucked up because Shooters is a bar. And... <laughs> You dropped it, it acid wasn't there. A, it wasn't a shooter, so it was a different part. Was it? Yeah, yeah. Are you sure? I'm sure. Okay. It was, but still, it wasn't a public place. Yeah. And you like were on notice for like stealing medication. Like people had yeah. their suspicions about you. Like you didn't get into a uh, window tinted like Hummer. You got in a car and pulled out your wallet and probably your dick. And was like, let's do this. You know? 
Well, the one thing I don't understand is how Dr. Hathaway has so much intel on what's going on in the inner workings of the hospital because he references another guy's name, a name that I don't think we've ever heard before, but he insinuates that this is the dealer that Matt's been going through. And he's like, yeah, I heard uh, they got him too. And he named names Matt and he probably, you know, mentioned you. And to this, Matt is like, oh, my God, I don't know what to say. I'm, I'm so sorry. I, I I, just, I thought that you ratted on me, but I guess my dealer did. And Hathaway's like, look, I can try to help you, but you got to. Got to do it my way. <laughs> you got to do it my way, okay? And then Matt's like, all right, hey, why do you care so much? I like you, Matt. Right back at you. Oh, is a romance a brewing? Well, yeah, they're gonna. Hello. Definitely gonna do it. Do you think um, what's his name is alive? Who's what's his name? Matt's old old guy, who had AIDS. Oh, cut himself in the kitchen. Why did I want to call him Henry? I know that's not it's his not name. Henry. Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I do. Or you think he succumbed? No, I think he's alive. We're talking, this is mid to late 90s. There was AZT. There was stuff to manage the symptoms. I think that he, I think he makes it. Yeah. No big Tarvey then. (laughs) Dan, we, for some reason, (laughs) we get, you know how like we don't have cable. (laughs) Go into this, okay. We don't have cable, we only have like all of the streaming services Hulu, Amazon, Amazon. you know, all that stuff. And there, we don't have the upgraded versions where we have to watch commercials. We get like the same five ads over and over and over. And we feel like they try to target us to like, you know, they they get your information and then they like... Everyone has noticed this. If you're like talking loud on your phone or your phone's nearby and you're like, man, I really want a chocolate cake. And then you start getting ads for bakeries. We've all we've all gone like oh my god that. they know well okay not that we're like well I got AIDS one day <laughs> and then, no, I'm kidding that's not what he's saying well, he's saying is that we keep seeing ads for Big Tarvey and we wouldn't know what Big Tarvey is but it's for it's basically I don't know I wouldn't call it a cure for AIDS but it's pretty much it, it's at a point where it is undetected yeah. in your system and Dan, like when we saw this commercial it was like, like is AIDS gone why isn't this bigger news like yeah. is AIDS like this is was a huge epidemic mm-hmm. for so long and now basically everybody's got the Magic Johnson like cure yeah like I feel like now. If you contract AIDS, it's not a death sentence anymore. Right. Which is amazing. But we keep seeing this ad over and over again. So we always yell we're, at our we're TV. Trying, that, we're trying to like reverse engineer. Where we go, the ads. we don't have AIDS. Yeah. We don't need Big Tarvey. And now we keep seeing this. Uh, we don't see the Big Tarveys anymore, but we probably will tonight. And then. We started this, uh, God, this Volkswagen commercial. Oh, my God. Where this everyone's Volkswagen. singing. And now our daughter is like, we're not buying a car. <laughs> she's like, yells at the TV. 
We don't want it. We're teaching our kids to yell at like inanimate objects. Yeah. Stop selling us this car. Anyway, I know that that took a weird left turn. So just imagine me, Jenny, and Moxie all yelling at the TV. And that's that's our life. Um, so anyway. Uh, it's our life. They love each other. Matt and and Hathaway sitting in a tree. Okay, next up, we are with Jake and Allison at Shooters. They are wanting to talk a little bit. What? Finally, back at Shooters. Okay. I haven't seen Shooters for like three episodes <laughs> or something. So Allison wants to tell Jake what he's learned, um, that Billy has said that Jane is behind all of these antics. And right when they begin talking about Jane, she walks in the door. That's how they always do it now. The, the first person you talk about is always walking through the door. Allison asks Jake to go back into the back room, I guess like his office, to talk a little bit further where they don't have to be in front of Jane. And they start going on and on. Same fight. Well, you're always sticking up for Jane. You're always sticking up for Billy. Blah, blah, blah. As they're having this conversation, Jane goes on over to the door and starts listening in. But she's only hearing the bad parts. I mean, Mm -hmm. the whole... And really, she hears half the conversation. In the conversation that she hears, it does seem like Jake is sticking up for her. Jake's taking her side. All of this diverting to Billy might be working to drive a wedge between him and Allison. So Allison says... Whatever, I'm going to go back on the floor. Like, I'm out of here. Jane takes that as her cue to go back to the bar. But before Allison exits the office, Jake calls her back and is like, wait a minute, don't leave like that. Come on. And he says, I love you to Allison. Allison says it back. They share a kiss together. And now their bond is stronger than ever. They just told each other that they love each other. But, of course, Jane didn't hear that part. Right. She thinks they're on the outs right now. Shooter's trivia. How many... Well, who... Jake Jake has fucked three girls in that office. Who are they? (laughs) (laughs) Allison. Ding, ding, ding. Jane. Ding, ding, ding. That one weird girl that used to work there and then, like... Like, swindled him? Dance night. Dance night. What was her name? You don't know it? I forget. Shelly. Shelly. Yeah. I think that's all three. Unless he got Joe back there, too. But Joe had some trash sex with his brother, so maybe that counts, too. Well, not in the office. That was in the alley. That was in the alley. (laughs) Classing it up. Yeah, that's crazy. All right, now we head on over to Game of Thrones. Craig and his dad. <laughs> this is the best scene. But it's tea time. <laughs> so Craig and Arthur are sharing a cup of tea together in like their study. Father son having a cuppa. <laughs> a spot of tea. And uh, they're just talking about D&D as if it were life or death. <laughs> House Targaryen versus the world. And Craig says, Jad, can I ask you a question? 
with your vast portfolio of companies, why are you so hung up on D&D? Amanda will eat you alive, Craig. <laughs> Don't fall for her plots. <laughs> Amanda Woodward. Billy Campbell was my creation. Then yeah. she he was a tiger. And then she ruined him just to spite me. And now I will ruin her. The next time you deliver her coffee in a bag, cut her throat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. What have we begun? So, Greg is like... Um, this way you'll get the praise. <laughs> so Craig is like, okay. And his dad has hatched this plan that they have this water company that like a bottle <laughs> fucking water, water company. And they call it like AP Water. Like it, they, it's got a name that does not sound like. You hear this shit? It's an ad for water. For bottled water. Who gives a fuck? And. This company apparently really values like old school traditions and they go for a very um, traditional um, like value. But they want something new and he knows that. Well, he's already talked to the owner of the company and kind of pre-sold him on this idea to pitch to a younger generation. But of course, Amanda doesn't know that. She's going to think that they're going to want the old timey pitch like they've done year after year, but this is where Craig comes in. He's going to steal the show. He's going to pitch this new hip way of selling water, and then that's going to knock Amanda off her throne. What was with the 90s and like graffiti? Like graffiti everywhere. <laughs> <gasps> graffiti? Whoa. Skateboarding and BMX. Whoa. Whoa. Uh, so this way Craig got the praise, and then I said to Jenny, I was like, so wait, Amanda's got this like ironclad contract, right? That they just, it's impenetrable unless you take every step and like cross your T's and dot your I's. But Amanda can get fired if one pitch goes wrong. Doesn't seem like an ironclad contract. And like, why, why try to like alienate your client just to try to get her like egg on her face? Yeah. It's very weird. And then didn't I mean, you tell me you were like, isn't D&D doing well? <laughs> like, <laughs> like why, why do they want... They're doing good. Yeah. And if anything, wouldn't the he look stupid to be like the the CEO or whatever that he was working with at the water company? Like, I thought you understood that we wanted to go a different direction. Why are you sitting in this meeting with me and we're being pitched what... It's trash. Yeah, it's, like... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know how that doesn't backfire. Anyway, there's doesn't make any sense. so many holes in this plot, yeah. um, but that that's the plan. That is the plan. Now, back to the beach. Um, this house that we look upon is insane. Is this the Parisi's? Do you like this house? No, I'm just saying it's no, crazy. No, I have to ask you. Like, no. I look at it and it looks like not even finished. No, I, I don't like it. it. But it, it beats Peter's Bank of America. This is like, this is like a, a headquarters. It's like industrial. It's just glass. Yeah. No curtains. 
I mean, it's right on the beach, which is really cool, but I do not. This style, it's to like me, HQ. Oh, I hate it. Yeah, it's just a it's just a glass. It's like a cement block with a glass. The it, it it's not my style. But anyway, the girl is there waiting. It's really sad that this character, like, all she is is just like oh, she hoeing. She is <laughs> hoeing. And this is what I'm like. Where where she's are the cameras? <laughs> she's literally picked up this stranger on the street, and then like the next day. Well, not even the next day because Michael has been doing this long enough to have physical attributes attributed to the running for for uh, Kimberly to notice, you know? Yeah. Like, his body has changed because of this. <laughs> He's seeing results, you know? He is seeing results so you're right, it probably- from all of these runs. <laughs> so like he is gaining muscles um but she is straight hoeing this thing she's like that's why it's she's too accepting of this and too willing that is why i'm like what what's the catch like where's the film crew i swear to god this is a front for like she's also getting big tarvi ads (laughs) Stop, Dan, stop. Anyway, they start making out. She starts taking off his shirt. She's taking off her shirt. It's getting hot and heavy. Between kisses, he's like, I'm married. She says, I don't care. And then out of nowhere, he's like, no, 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 no. I, I can't do this. I can't do this. And he runs away. Like, bro. This you, is not the Michael I know. Yeah, and like, like Michael, you you did it. Like, you, you cheated. Well, he didn't have sex. So? He kissed her. It, so I'm at, is there levels of cheating? Uh, yeah. I think the damage is like, he's cheated. I mean, yeah. I, I'm not saying might as well do it, but I'm that's kind, s- of kind of, of saying I'm that. <laughs> like, you kissed her, just go all the way now. Yeah, you have effectively cheated. I mean, it's good that he stopped, but <laughs> he went there. I don't know. He did go there with the like the expectation that he was gonna. Some people would be like, not you, be disappointed." Some people would say he, he cheated the moment he took the the booby sweat address. Maybe you know. Yeah. Or the moment he kept running, and got this runner's bod because of her. Yeah. He is emotionally gone. It's emotionally out of the relationship. Yeah. So Michael's gained a conscience in five seasons and runs out of the house. Next up, next morning, we have Peter and Amanda in their apartment. They're enjoying breakfast together. Peter's kind of like off in his own world, reading the paper. Amanda, you can hear like splashes from outside. And we see that now Taylor is swimming laps. And she's like, hello, Peter, are you there? Peter's got the paper like completely covering him. And he's like, sorry, Amanda. I'm not a morning person. The man is like, well, that you, you used to be. You used to be a morning, noon, and night person. And then Amanda asked Peter, would you rather be outside with Taylor? Babe, Jenny, this marriage is not going well. Mm-mm. Amanda wants a pet. 
Peter wants space already. It's like, oof. This is going to end. Peter's like, look, I'm just trying to make friends. These guys, you know, I like them. And she's like, look, they're tenants and they're bad news. I don't like the McBrides. I don't want you hanging out with them. And none none of this has gone Peter's way. Like, Peter wanted, Peter didn't want to be married. Peter got married to keep Amanda off the witness stand. Okay. Yeah, when he was in jail for like seriously six days. Right, and would like attack every prison guard there was. <laughs> <laughs> Just get like nothing. But then, okay, so now we're married. Great. Now I'm not. Now I'm off for murder. Cool. All right, let's move into my house. Nope. Sorry, can't move into your house. Moving into my house. It's like this is this is just not going well for Peter. Now. Too much change. Like you were saying, Peter hasn't been to Doctors at Law, and this is something that Amanda's noticing as well. Yeah. And she's like, hey, don't you want to go and beef up your medical practice? Like, I don't see it. Like, getting in there. Like, are you going to work? Like, what are you doing? And he's like, you're out of bounds, Amanda. Believe it or not, before I met you, I knew how to get dressed myself and go to work myself. And I think I can do that on my own. Yeah, go pitch your bottled water ads. <laughs> okay. So they confirm that they're still on for later that week. They Amanda says, fine, I'll stay out of you know your business dealings. And we go to the next scene. D&D. Amanda's at her desk. Craig shows up. And with a pitch about being hip. So he's gone against what his father has said and just delivers the correct pitch that he knows will work to Amanda so that Amanda will succeed. And Amanda shoots it down and makes a hip joke that the only hip that that the water company will knows about is Elizabeth that Taylor. Liz Taylor got a replacement, which yeah. was a pretty good zinger. I uh-huh. liked that. Uh, uh, then she reminds Craig, like, tomorrow or tonight, whenever the fuck it is, <laughs> you're an observer. I hate D&D storylines. Yeah, they're so boring. Literally, whenever they start talking about, like, we have a client, they love <laughs> string cheese. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> I check out. I'm just like, what? Okay, cool. Like, the, the coolest D&D storyline... <laughs> Was when Billy was like fucking people for their pitches. <laughs> Remember Billy banged that chick and then went in the to the boardroom and was like, "Hey, here's an idea." <laughs> That's the most gangster shit Billy Campbell has ever done. <laughs> Straight up sexing, sexing for the pitch. Oh my god! Whoa. That is that. It's for real. That was Hands a down. long time ago, though. That's the most we gangster shit. We haven't shit. seen that in a long time. I'll fuck anybody for their pitch. <laughs> <laughs> Anything to get ahead. <laughs> okay, so next scene we have Billy and Sam having a picnic in like a bird oh sanctuary. Yeah, this is. <laughs> I could not handle it. Y'all, we took um we took like family photos for Christmas. We'll post some pics. But um it was in the woods. 
<laughs> like these, there was like by a horse farm, and there were these flies that were just like, they weren't at like house flies, and they weren't horse flies, but they were like these real thick flies, these like balled up flies, and they would just like get at you. And they I would was like going, hover on your eye. Yeah, I was going nuts. I was like freaking the you fuck were out. So mad. I was so upset. Like between pictures, like smiling all happy, and then I was like, God fucking damn it! And then like I'd see one like fly like Maddox doesn't know what a fly is and it'd be like right by his eye and I'm like get it away from me. <laughs> I hated him I hated him so much and then but like I hate birds way more than I hate oh flies oh my god guys and this picnic it doesn't help that Samantha's feeding the birds okay yeah. cardinal oh. rule number one never no. feed the birds what is wrong with you As date over are you kidding me? God. So they're having, trying to have this like romantic date where they're connecting and learning about each other's histories. And all you can I focus could barely on. See. You, just bah, see, like, bah, <laughs> you just see like <laughs> wings flapping in the background. Like, Jesus Christ, cover the crackers. <laughs> <laughs> all these birds are everywhere. Billy like throws bread at her, has the wine. It's just, I don't know. It's it's a train wreck. This is the date from hell for me. <laughs> so they, he, okay, based on everything that Jane has told Samantha, she kind of wants to get the story from Billy. And Billy even acknowledges, like, you spent a lot of time with Jane. I don't know what she's feeding you and, like, what she's told you, but, you know, take take it with a grain of salt. And Samantha says, actually, you know, she tells me that you... You like it's no wonder you're so screwed up because you've had like so many horrible things happen to you. Yeah, because you remember you killed your wife and your <laughs> and your father-in-law. Your father-in-law. Um, but Billy asks her like they they clear the air somehow, and Billy's like, "What do you think? Can I have another shot? Am I still playing the game? We're still in this?" And she's like, "Yeah, I guess." <laughs> Ugh, I just feel so bad for her. Okay, so we now go to Kyle's where Sydney wants to continue the conversation about brokering this art. And she walks in, she with the painting, both Taylor and Kyle are looking at it. And thank God Taylor's like, what the fuck is this? She's like, yeah. wow, it will take up wall space. Uh, and Sydney goes, well, obviously you're not a patron of the arts, uh, but Kyle's into it. And he's like, like I love it. Come to the kitchen. I want to talk turkey about like what what the price will be. <sighs> Kyle's got some weird sauce fetish because like, dude, I know, sauce. I know, and he's like, "Come on, I want you to taste this." It's now always... we see his staff. He's got some people cooking in that kitchen. Like, dude, it's like, sick. and he's eating. She <laughs> is he gonna put the spoon back in the goddamn no, thing? No, he always, I he always puts it away. He doesn't put it back. Oh, good. Because that is something that I get really concerned about, too. Um, okay, he put it away. Yeah, so he, he's, like, feeding her, and she's like, he's like, what do you think? And she goes, oh, tangy. And he's like, oh, tangy's not good. Yeah. I got to fix this sauce. And then he asks, well, what would you like to sell the painting for? And she says, I think it could be worth $1,000 now, but, you know, it might go up in value, and 1000 it is. And he's like, great, I'll, you know, I'll write you a check. So that's exciting that she basically yeah. sold that Sid- piece of crap for $1,000. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, Sydney notices that um, Kyle has some like sauce on his face. And she's like trying to wipe his face. And then like she kind of lunges at him. And Kyle's like, I'm sorry, you're attractive, but I'm married. And then Sydney like laughs it off. She says, Yeah, I was just like talking about. You, you had s- sauce on your face. You had sauce on your face. And he's like, clean oh, it. I don't want to embarrass you. And it's like, do you remember what happened the last time we were in this yeah, kitchen? You straight up drip sauce like, all over my jacket. And you touched my breasts when yeah. you were trying to, quote unquote, get the sauce out. Right. Okay? We have a history with this, like, sauce play. Yeah. Don't <laughs> pretend now <laughs> they that... Be- their first sex better be, like, sauce. Oh, it better. Better be it- saucy. <laughs> D and D, Amanda wants to know what Billy's been trying to tell him for days. Tell her for days, and they finally go over to to talk about it. Now, this is what doesn't connect with me, babe. How? And maybe you can. Maybe I'm missing a scene. Maybe I'm not understanding. How does she know? We maybe I'll wait until we get to that scene. Okay. Okay. Sorry. That's cool. Um, now Jake and Allison are just walking at night in their their twinsies leather jackets, um, and they hear like noises, <laughs> and these noises are fine until we figure out what these noises are from, and then I'm even more confused at why the noises were happening. <laughs> you know, glass breaking. Yeah, yeah you hear like glass Footsteps. breaking. Footsteps. Like a cat meow. <laughs> like. <laughs> like what is going on and it spooks uh, them enough to where jake's like let me get you out of here allison taxi there's a cab that comes up immediately he throws allison in the cab but instead of going with her he then wants to stand up to the noise and confront them whoever they might be and he doesn't want um, Allison around to witness this. But I'd be like, dude, why doesn't Jake just get in the cab as well? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um. So he sees that there is a figure hiding behind a tree <laughs> and he tries to coax this figure out. And it's like, hey, I know you're there. And then we see a person dart out from behind the tree and it takes only a minute to it's recognize Jane. it's Jane. Now, Dad, like, to your point. Jane, did you break a <laughs> Jane, did you break a glass bottle and you, step on a cat? Did you meow? <laughs> and bump into a dumpster? A trash can? <laughs> what were you doing? And she's like, let me go. <laughs> what were you doing? <laughs> like... I was, I don't know. They, so he like grabs her and he's like, what was, what are you doing? What's going on? And Jane's like, that was a mistake that we broke up. It was because of Richard. I shouldn't have pushed you away. Um, she's like, I can fix things. I, and, and she wants to get back with him. And he like, she like puts her hands on his face. Like they're about to like just rekindle the whole jam. And uh, he's like, nah. No, it's a, it's a, it's done. Like we're over. Yeah. <sighs> really sad. I feel for Jane. You know. She's got nobody. I feel for her, but 
Unfortunately, this isn't going to work out. Um, she runs away, and it's not good. There's other fish in the sea. Not at Melrose Place, Dan. They can only date each other, okay? <laughs> Jake is just not... Yeah. The, yeah, then you're... Who's left? Billy and Matt? Maybe Matt. they should date each other. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so now we go to um, Mid-Wilshire, a.k.a. Doctors at Law. Michael is asking Kimberly where a client's phone number is because he needs to give them their results. And he's flipping through these like paper messages. And Kimberly's just like head down into her work. And she's like, I already called the client with the results. Um, I wrote that Kimberly knows that Michael's up to something. I think. Well, she is very smart. And usually Kimberly is orchestrating these big plans. Yeah. So that could be true. I mean, this might be a ruse. Yeah, I think she's running like an experiment. She might be. I mean, I would love that. I yeah. would I would think that that would be so much more interesting than, than what's really happening. <clears throat> like the, the Dreamweaver's like her buddy. <laughs> she like hired her. Well, that yeah. would make sense. She's like, hey, because... can, you, uh, can you fuck my husband? <laughs> <laughs> We're having Who... a problem. We want to see what he'll do. <laughs> Who in the world just runs up to some random dude and like... You know, Thomas Calabro, nice looking guy, but... He sweats ovals. He's a little, little average. I mean, like, he's not the type of person you'd be like, hold the phone. Yeah, he's not God's gift. I don't know. Um, so, anyway, they, she's like, I think we should have a nice, relaxed evening. You want to watch a couple videos? And at first, he's like, yeah, that'll be nice. Then he thinks about Mystery Sand Girl. And he's like, oh, wait a minute. I think I might have to do something else yeah i gotta finish <laughs> i got some unfinished business this and then she's like oh okay well just let me know yeah there's this r- weird bank on the beach <laughs> <laughs> all glass all right i've been going over there um okay we're finally at the pitch guys you know, this i'm sorry but their houses have to be in kind of close proximity to each other. Yeah, they might be. There's a monstrosity on the beach that is a glass house. Dan, I mean, like, that, it's not uncommon architecture for that time. Yeah. It's just awful. I hate it. Kimberly's got to know this chick. That's all I'm saying. I hope she does. All right. We're at the, uh, on the phone, Peter and Amanda. Amanda calls Peter. Um, oh, yeah. Sorry, I forgot this part. She's going to be late for their date that they've got planned. Their little date indoors yeah. at their house together. Peter's getting pissed. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like, yeah, I'm sorry. This pitch is just going to it's gonna last a while. It doesn't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he hangs up. Uh, she says, I love you, but he's off the phone. Uh-oh. He didn't hear it. Mm-hmm. Now, Amanda enters this meeting. What time is this meeting? That's my question. And, okay, going back to my question before. So, just that little, all like, that little 
her and Billy are, they see each other in the hallway and she's like, what are you trying to tell me? And he goes, okay, I'll tell you, but I need a pay raise in my title bag. I'll give you anything you want. Tell me what's going on. They walk away. So from that conversation, he somehow knew that Craig's pitch about the, the young crowd and like pitching to Gen X was going to be the winner. I don't know how Billy could know that. Yeah. That's where I am like not connecting the dots here. And maybe I, it went over my head somehow, but like, how does she get this Intel to be like, Oh, the pitch that Craig told me in my office about like, Oh, we're going to have like bungee jumpers and BMXers. And it's probably right. Seems weird. So anyway, I don't mean to just spoil it if you haven't seen it, but um, Amanda launches into this pitch. She gives all the credit to Craig and says, hey, Craig came up with this idea. You want to come on up here and pitch it to everybody? He declines. And she basically says word for word what he pitched in her office. Mm -hmm. That they're going to get an old bottle of the water and they're going to tag over it with graffiti and say... It's in the water. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> I would cut her throat then. Good one. <laughs> like, this is horrible. So, of course, Arthur Field is mortified. He's enraged. How would Amanda know their masterful plan? And, of course, the client loves it and eats it up and is like, this is the direction we have to go. Like you said, it takes about three and a half minutes. Yeah. And they go, great, we'll drop the paper. Goodbye. Goodbye. Don't most companies now like have their own like ad like marketing departments? I mean, I think like, it's who's like outsourcing anything. outsourcing their ads? I'm sure there's a lot of folks that do that. Really? Yeah. To I mean, even so much to even come up with the idea. Yeah, they or, use an ad agency. I would think it was more of like and a collaborative effort. Ma- yeah, I mean, maybe it is. I don't know, or I don't pretend like, to know the ins and outs of. Like, hey, you don't work for this water company. Why don't you tell us what our people want? You know, like we should tell you what we want, and then you, you come do up with it. a clever way to. Yeah, it's not this like guessing game. In the in the boardroom. Well, maybe they have to pitch different ideas because they're not creatives. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to think outside the bun and be like, "We're going to tag over the old, the right. old bottle of water." I just, I guess, to me, it's not as like dire. It would be just more of a collaborative effort of like, yeah, here's what we want. Can you make up like five ideas for that? And then if those ideas are bad, you'd be like. Okay, we don't really like those. Can we can we come up with some more stuff? Yeah, it's not like it's one idea. <laughs> and you're out. That's it. If you don't like it, you're fired. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. But And you'd you know, have someone from your company also just like be more involved in like it's not this like like unveiling game. like at yeah. the end of like a reality TV show where they're like, and this is what we've created for you. Yeah, no. It's like, no, I well, guess Dan, it's, it's this is the drama. Okay. Yeah. Um, so because man, this meeting ran way late. It was supposed <laughs> to be 15 seconds 
ended up being 30. <laughs> so Peter said, fuck it, I'm getting hammered drunk. <laughs> and he goes to Kyle. Well, you bring up such a good point, babe, because I mean, <laughs> the meeting took all of three minutes. That's it. And then Peter has all this time to like go to Kyle's restaurant Get like <laughs> he was already banged up. So get banged up, then go to Kyle. <laughs> uh, so he's there, and uh, he gets seated. Um, and Peter talks to Kyle. Um, he's telling Taylor like Amanda's working late. So, oh yeah, he's like Amanda's working late. So I figured, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> and he double-handed, open palm slaps his stomach. To like eat. Okay. Uh, Taylor comes over to Peter and she's like, I'll have my usual. Um, and she inquires about Amanda and says that a woman should spend as much time with her man as she can. And she's talking Peter's language at this point. And she does say, I know you better than you think. Which again is another... Little hint that Sister brother <laughs> never knew how much I missed you. <laughs> they, they, sister, sister. You think it's like <laughs> Peter, Taylor, get your twin butts back here. <laughs> oh my god. Please be twins. <laughs> Please be twins. Please, I'm going to chant twins whenever I see them. <laughs> They're about to kiss. Get I'm like, twins, twins, twins. twins. <laughs> Y'all remember Sister, Sister? <laughs> Tia, Tamara, Tamara, get, get your, your twin bus back here. <laughs> of course. Sister, oh brother. Never knew how much I missed you. You got mom's necklace on. Never knew on. how much I loved you. <laughs> yes. Why are you wearing mom's necklace at my new job? <laughs> okay. Oh, God. Um, oh, boy. Okay. Yeah. So um, Peter <laughs> talks to Kyle um, at the restaurant. And, Kyle, and Peter's just like, yeah, man, I need some food. Let's do this. Kyle comes back in seconds with... Peter's food. The most bountiful plate of yeah. a dinner I've ever seen. And a side of baby carrots. Oh, gotta get those baby carrots. Got to. Okay, so next scene, uh, Arthur Field is pissed. Back to Game of Thrones. <laughs> he is. Plan foiled. I'd be pissed too. I'd be like, son, I told you to do one thing. You did exactly the opposite. You told her what we fucking were going to do. She was supposed to fail, man. Yeah, Dad. I thought that maybe I could work my way up. I could earn it. Um, well, you didn't because you stole my idea. Yeah. Okay? That was my pitch. That was my idea. And Arthur should be like, what are you talking about? I'm like, <laughs> I'm the boss of that whole thing. <laughs> work your way up. Like, we're up. <laughs> we are up. This shit is ours. Like, we're just trying to get this girl fired, okay? Um, and it, yeah. So, Peter comes home. He's laughing with Taylor and Kyle. 
And um, he is fucked up, like, beyond recognition. And Amanda is home already. She's yeah. pissed because, you know, before cell phones, she didn't know where he was. Yeah. She couldn't find him. That's right. And then Taylor says the worst thing to say at this time near Amanda. And she's like, oh, Amanda, you shouldn't leave Peter alone so much. Someone's going to steal him. And then Amanda gets real mad. She's like, stay the hell away from Peter. And then she pushes Peter in the pool. Yeah, Peter tells her to chill out and she just pushes him in the pool. Super fucked up. It's dangerous, too. He's so drunk. And she says to Taylor, maybe you want to join Peter for a midnight swim. Yeah. Moonlight. Moonlight swim. Kyle is just laughing at this whole thing. Yeah. And the the thing is, Kyle is so oblivious to everything that's going on around him. So oblivious that he's like, dude, what's your wife's problem? It's like, yeah, your wife is obviously trying to seduce Peter. Yeah. Like, and like you don't notice that any time you're that my wife thinks your wife is trying to bang me. That's her problem. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's a problem for you too, Kyle. Yeah. Um, Peter says he'll be fine, and then Taylor just is standing there watching Peter go home, and Kyle is like, "Hey, babe, baby, come in. <laughs> come in." It's like. Well, even that, it's like you don't get like she's like watching him longingly walk away. She doesn't even try to hide it. She's so blatant. Amanda really threw Peter in there. I know. Jesus Christ. Like with like he left (laughs) both feet. This could have been a. (laughs) Like like he traveled more distance then than in like the blast. (laughs) <laughs> it could have been a Ghost Brook situation. Ooh, that's a great spin. Did Ghost Brook pull him in? <laughs> I got you now. Gotcha. That would have been dope. Dude, I wish. GB. Okay. Um, Sam and Billy talking all, after their dinner. All I have is. Sam says, in Maryland, not eating crabs is like burning a flag. Yeah. That's the only thing I took away from this I wrote, little exchange. I wrote, talking after dinner, Sam is, of course, talking about food again. <laughs> and Billy leans in to kiss. That's it. Okay. Um, Michael pops up at the mystery woman's house again. This time, he doesn't have an invitation. He's unannounced, but this point, I really hope and pray that there is more going on with this character. Yeah. Otherwise, this woman sits around in Straight her house. Straight <laughs> Ready. Candles everywhere. Just ready to go. I mean, that's all this character is reduced to, just a sexual object. Yeah. She just That's hangs it? out in that house. That's her only purpose? Like, please, God, make there be some uh, oh, other she's, plan. Yeah, she's on the cover of next season. Or me. maybe this season. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but yeah, she's in this red little getup, like just waiting. She's expecting for him. She's like, hello. Yeah. She's late. I know you'd be back. You're late. 
Does he even know her name? No. Nah. Doesn't matter. And this is when they do go all the way. He get this. And they do a lot of turning. A lot of spins. <laughs> a lot of, you know. He did more spins than Peter does rolls. <laughs> Remember he, how much he would roll with Alicia? Yes, look, they're rolling now. <laughs> <laughs> Who choreographs these? Oh, I would love to be a like, fly on the wall. You know, is it the actors? All right, or... guys, roll. <laughs> yeah. roll. Yeah, roll again. Okay, now I want you to turn. Now you're up against the wall. Now you are. You Ugh. again. Okay, pin him now. Roll back. Now you're falling to the floor. You're falling. You're falling. You're rolling. Rolling Here. again. Peter, lick this envelope. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, lick that. Lick that one real good. Okay. So next scene, police oh. show up to Jake's. Surprise, surprise. Jane is outside with the cops. She says, that's him. That's the man that's been stalking me. Jake now has to stay 100 feet away from Jane. What does this mean going forward? Like, can he walk out of his house? I was thinking that, too, because their doors are really close to one another. Does this mean he has to, like, move? So if they're in the same courtyard, like, they, they can't be in the courtyard together. Yeah. And then it's almost like, cool. There's a The only thing about restraining orders is the order is against Jake, but not against her. Yeah. So she could come and get close to him and not have any ramifications. Right. And on what basis is this restraining order? You can't just go to the cops and be like, want him 100 feet away from me. I think you can. You got to prove it. I don't know. There's got to be something. I don't know. I If anybody does know more about what it takes to get a restraining order granted. You had to have, like file a police report previously. But what, what do they, I mean, what does a restraining order really do? It's just... Uh, like a re- something on record to say... This person needs to be away. Yeah. Yeah. And if so, if they it's are. It's very they, hard to enforce it. Yeah. So if they come around, then you can just call the cops. And then they come get them. But um, Allison from the back yells, Jane, you are crazy and you need psychiatric help. And then the cop warns Allison and Jake. And Jake apologizes and he just shuts the door. End of the app. And like, if that happened to me. I'd be like, we don't fucking live here anymore. Yeah. This place is crazy. We are moving. Yeah. This bitch burnt down our house, slashed our tires, threw... All right, I'm getting into bitch of the week. So, let's recap this thing. Jane slashes Allison's tires. Kyle's restaurant finally opens. Matt is suspended for a semester due to drug use. Sydney fills Samantha in on the plan to swindle Kyle and sell her paintings for buco bucks. Amanda and Peter pass like ships in the night. Arthur plans to sabotage Amanda at her own pitch meeting, but it backfires. Michael shows up at Mystery Girl's house and hooks up with her. Jane finally gets caught stalking Jake and Allison and confesses to Jake that she still loves him. Amanda pushes Peter in the pool. Jane gets a restraining order against Jake. Mm. 
90s moments. Allison's tied shirt in the beginning of the episode. Michael's dad shoes. The fact that you would leave your windows down in your car on a street in L.A. Oh, yeah, absolutely not. Um, Paper notes handing like an address to somebody. Here's my address. The jukebox at Shooters. Right. Um, Peter reading that newspaper at the table, especially how he was holding it, like full, full uh, open. Paying for anything with a personal check. Yeah. The, uh, the phrase totally hip. <laughs> and Gen X alternative rock crowd. <laughs> Graffiti being edgy. <laughs> Graffiti. Okay, Dan, what is the lesson that you take away from this app? Um, here's the lesson. If you're having a confrontation near a pool, never be the person with your back facing it. That's a good lesson. Just be be aware of your surroundings. That's happened to you before. Some yeah, something's up. You've been pushed into a pool or two in your day. Yeah, yeah, I have. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I've learned. I've learned this. You don't don't play around the pool. Okay. My lesson is prioritize time with your significant other. Yes, very good lesson. You know, like one of the biggest reasons that all of this jealousy is coming up is that Amanda's not working in the time to be with Peter and he's getting mad about it. And because of that, he's going to stray. Now it's time for Bitch of the Week! I'm a boss ass bitch, 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 bitch. I'm a boss ass bitch, bitch, All right, guys, last week... I can actually say last week. Woo! Season five, episode five. Uh, I nominated Taylor for the bitch of the week. Jenny nominated Arthur Field. And this one, too close to call. What? Well, you, I can call it, but it's very <laughs> close. Very close to call. 12 to 11 in favor of me oh get out of here taylor is the bitch so with that let's read your comments jenny you want to start it off yes let me see here i don't know you does this do this to you where they like we're gonna show your comments and the order they were received or the oh, relevance. Right, yeah. I don't... So... I don't know. I might have it on all. <clears throat> Tara says, My vote is for Taylor. Her fatal attraction behavior is getting worse. She pretty much plants herself wherever Peter and Amanda are and always has an excuse for it. She needs to move on. You guys will never guess what the connection is to Peter. Yes. I won't spoil it for you. I'm so glad you guys are back. I can't wait to hear more. Oh, my God. Tara, tell me more. Sister brother. Sister brother. Yeah. Oh, I hope so. I don't know. Rebecca says, 
Mr. Field because he is awful, and I think Taylor is going to have more opportunities to win Bitch of the Week later on in the show. Nova says, I'm going with Jenny's pick this week because fuck the patriarchy and nepotism. Creepy old dudes. Team Amanda. (laughs) Take your honeymoon and keep being the boss-ass bitch we know you as. By the way, it's so wonderful to have a new app this week. You guys do an amazing job, and the podcast is seriously the funny one out there. A funniest one out there, and definitely worth the wait. Keep up the great work. Thanks, Nova. We love you, Nova. Uh, Suzanne adds to that and says, I had originally picked Taylor as my bitch, but changed it to Mr. Field after reading your comment. F him indeed. Yeah. Suzanne, come yeah, on. Yeah, Sam. Come on, Suzanne. Adam says, Taylor is the bitch of the week. She's lying to her husband, stalking Mr. Peters, <laughs> and ruining Amanda's honeymoon. Mr. Field is a cartoon villain, not a bitch. It's good to have someone who can stop Amanda and smack Billy down. Yeah, Adam. John says, hey, Jenny and Dan, awesome to hear your voices again. I know people rag on these last few seasons of Melrose Place, but there's a lot of crazy twists ahead. I don't and mind I, it. I, I I like the camp. I'm fine with I, it. I mean, as long as it's not another freaking Bobby Parisi type of thing. And no supernatural. No, Dan. You're okay with it? Oh, I'm more than okay with it. Ghostbrook, Mirror Buddy. I mean, these are... That wasn't supernatural. I'm talking about like levitation. Was that happening? No. I'm saying like if that happens, I'd be like, I want that to happen. (laughs) That that would probably... uh, Yeah, I mean, I'm down for that. Um, okay, so John also says there's a lot of crazy twists ahead, and I hope you make it all the way to the end. That's the plan. It might take us like seven years, but we are committed to it. We're going to do it, guys. Um, also, while listening, I had this flashback to you guys insisting Richard Patrick Muldoon was on the cover of the DVDs for multiple seasons. Remember that? It wasn't him. It was Kyle, probably. For Bitch of the Week, I'm going with Arthur Field. Sleaze, misogyny, and nepotism personified. Others are right. Taylor's going to have many more shots of Bitch of the Week. Don't worry. Oh, and the actor playing Mr. Field also had a stint as a relatively successful pop rock star. Oh, that's what that voice Especially in the UK. Google him and look at the images that pop up. What a life he's lived. And so good at playing a gross bee. You know what's weird? When I first watched these episodes in high school, I thought his actor character was so old. He was actually only in his late 40s, what? which isn't much older than me. Now, isn't that funny, John? Yeah. Like, when you you look back... I, I always think this. Whenever, like, my when we were in high school and me and my friends wanted to, like, really say that someone was, like, old and weird and creepy, we'd always be like, ew, that guy was looking at us and he was, like, 35. <laughs> and now that I'm over 35, I'm like, that guy wasn't that old. He was young and hard. Just a young man, you know? <laughs> anyway. Jamie Lynn says, hey... So glad you're back, Dan and Jenny. It was a tough choice this week, and you both made great points. But ultimately, I had to go with Arthur Fields for his blatant nepotism and overall bad management style. 
you know someone is a bitch when they make you feel bad for both Amanda and Billy. Well said. Donald says, so happy you're back. Dan and Jenny have missed hearing you guys. I decided to go with Taylor because she is completely and utterly annoying. Good choice, Donald. I have no idea what they're doing with her character. As I said before, I've never really seen season five. I really want to know with her what the fascination is with Peter. I don't really like the new big bad at D&D, but Taylor is the worst. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone in the group and especially to you, Dan and Jenny. You all have a wonderful one. Can't wait to listen to the next episode. Thank you so much, Donald. Heatherina, our resident doctor at law. Hey, <laughs> I'm so glad you two are back. This is a hard vote because both Taylor and Mr. Field are terrible. But I'll go with Mr. Field for reasons already explained. Either Dan or Jenny mentioned their mom said to check your nose hair if you've been in a fire. <laughs> this is actually true, but it is to check for smoke inhalation. This is done by a doctor, but someone but sometimes people can see that their nasal hair is singed. If so, then it could be smoke inhalation, which can be very life threatening. There's other things that can determine smoke inhalation like soot in the airway. And facial burns. I hope that helps. Thanks, Doc. Well, guys, I think it's time for Dan to reveal his bitch of the episode. All right. Guys, my bitch this week is Jane. Mm. Jane, we've seen it. Jane's doing some real messed up stuff to people. This week, she slashed four tires. She bumped into a cat. She <laughs> or stepped on one she's, something. She's breaking glass in the street. Um, you know how much expensive tires are? That could yeah. be like five hundred dollars, man. That's a that lot. That sucks. That really, really sucks. And she slashed them good and on the side. That means you can't patch those. You gotta get brand new tires. Um she's trying to sabotage Billy and Sam before that thing even starts. And here's the deal with that. You don't even need to do that technically to get Jake. That's a side mission thing. <laughs> like, why are you fucking? Well, with- because Billy, Billy rejected her. Maybe she's pissed. I guess so. But if your ultimate goal is Jake, then like Billy is just like, uh, what do you call it? Just like expendable, you know? Um, and. She's stalking Jane and Jake and Allison at this point. Straight up. It's this is a bitch move in the sense that it's pathetic. You're Jane Mancini. You know? You're like the hottest chick on the show. You could do this. Just get out there again. Get out in the wild. You don't need Jake. But you're being a real bitch by slashing tires. That's petty shit. That's really petty. What did Allison really do to you? It's hard to hear you talk about Jane that way. There's something about her that is so, I don't know. Like, I, I, I like, she's coming from a place of being hurt. I know, but now <laughs> I she's. I feel bad for her. She's on this, like, bad wave, and it's, I, like, you can't be slashing. Tires. Okay. All right. Well, you brought up some, some valid points, but 
I'm going to have to argue with you, Dan, and say that this bitch is Matt this week. Matt. Matt. Yeah. You know why? He takes no responsibility for his actions. It's always somebody else's fault. Who ratted on me? Who wouldn't give me drugs? Who's doing this? It's, you know what, Matt? It's your effing fault that you got kicked out of med school. It's not Dr. Hathaway. It's not Michael. You're the one stealing drugs from work. You're the one trying to turn tricks, or I should say trying to buy tricks. I don't yeah. know what the get a hustler or whatever the terminology is. Um, it, that's you. And you make those kind of decisions. You lead your life that way. You work in a hospital, just like that superior girl told you. It's not a small problem to have a drug addiction when you have access to drugs that you abuse. It's fucked up, dude. And I get it. He's an addict and he might not see this behavior and it's hard for him to kind of identify and see that in himself. But it's tired, man. That's annoying. That's a bitch move. Especially when Dr. Hathaway, all he's trying to do is help the dude. And probably hook up. Yeah, I mean, he comes there like guns a-blazing. Who did you tell? Fuck you. Yeah. I care. I'm not going to your your work ratting on you. (laughs) Get out of here. And then the way that he treated that woman at the hospital, grabbing her and being like, I'm not on the schedule. Um, don't talk to her that way, you asshole. Okay, you freaking tweaker. <laughs> Get out of here, you bitch. Uh, so, Matt, you're my bitch this week. Who's coming with me? Wow. Well, I don't know how Taylor and Amanda dodged Bitch of the Week nominations <laughs> this know. week. But somehow they did. It's, J- it's Matt versus Jane. Uh Hit the link in our show notes or or just go to Facebook and search for the Melrose Place podcast group. Answer the questions and vote for who you think is the bigger bitch and let us know why. Now, we've come to the predictions segment. Oh, no, we haven't. Oh, sorry. We haven't. It's time to rename this sucker. to the rename section. Right. How could I forget after last week? (laughs) I mean, this week you're going to be, I'm going to knock your socks off. Just wait. You're going to be so happy. Well, wait's over. Here we go. What is it? What was the episode called? This episode was called Jane's Addiction. Great 90s band Mm. as well. Not anymore. It's called... Sauce boss. Sauce <laughs> boss. He's barely in the episode. Sauce boss. Okay? <laughs> That's what it's called. He's had nothing to do in this app. He didn't even kiss anybody. All right. Okay, fine. What's your rename? Well, I also went with a rhyme because, damn it, they're funny. Creep streak. <laughs> <laughs> Jane is on a creep street. Yep, I like it. Okay. Sauce Boss and Creep Street. <laughs> Who's better? <laughs> Predictions. I think I think Kimberly may be setting up Michael. She's hired this chick. I love I that know. idea. Oh my god, how I would if that is what it is, or kudos to the writers. Or oh, this would be fucking great. Tell me. This chick who's getting with Michael yeah. 
is Kimberly's therapist. Oh, let's go. That's it. <laughs> Damn, that's it. Let's go. That's it. That could be cool. That would be. And she has. Kimberly is like telling the therapist all about Michael. We're like, and she's like, I need some of that. It's maybe some like new weird therapy. You know how like sometimes like different like voyeurism. Yeah, it's like come, that's why she lives in a glass house. Kimberly I, wants to watch. I love this idea. Please, God, Fuck, let's go. That's great. All right, yeah, that's what it is now. <laughs> <laughs> so Michael's gonna get caught one way or another. After all these scenes, um, oh, wait. Yeah, after all of the scenes that Michael and Kimberly share, she sort of is pushing him toward her. He's like, she's like, go run. You know? You bring up a real, like, I'm really interested in this. Yeah. God, I hope that's it. And it's not like... No, this girl genuinely wanted to fuck him just from like running yeah. on the beach with him. No, she's playing like a mind thing. That's with not what it is. If yeah. it is that, then she's pu- pushing him towards the Dreamweaver. Now and then, I think I wrote the. I said I think Taylor is maybe the sister of Peter or <laughs> Peter's old wife. <laughs> maybe the sister. That it's a family heirloom. The the necklace. She's a something. She's a cousin. Something. Okay. Something's up, but she's got the jewels. Who has a family jewel? I wish I I thought did. that was just like a joke. No, there are people that like pass down jewelry. Got kicked in the family I mean, jewels. We don't. My family didn't have anything cool like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know of anything. And then my other prediction is Kyle and Sid get together once Peter gets fed up of Amanda's nagging and bangs taylor so as soon as taylor yeah, I gets mean, the cheating kyle and sydney are getting together yeah. like that's for sure and then it'll be the sauce boss <laughs> um and then it's it's tired but matt's gonna hook up with hathaway hathaway's gonna get it mm-hmm. and then maybe that's how matt gets aids i'm pretty sure what <laughs> I don't think Matt gets AIDS. I, I think totally remember you. That. Okay, <laughs> he's getting AIDS. No, Jeffrey. For the last three seasons. Jeffrey had AIDS. Okay? How many seasons? Not, All of my predictions. I wish someone please do like a deep cut of every time I say, and then Matt's gonna get AIDS. No is, one's This is gonna, how Matt gets Dan, AIDS. No Matt's one's gonna, gonna do that. AIDS. No one's gonna do that. Okay. <laughs> no one's gonna do that. Someone please do it. Okay. Um. What else is going on? Out. Yeah, I don't know. Sam and Billy, are they going to make it? Probably. Yeah, probably. There needs to be another like big crime. You know? Like someone does something really egregious. Yeah. And and Kim there's not a lot Kimberly's not doing much. So she has to be behind this shit. Yeah. We'll see. we'll see. I think that you've brought up a lot of really great possibilities, and I'm very excited to see if any pan out for sure. Let's do it. So we got some reviews. Got another review to read, right, Jay? Got another review. Um, this one comes from Tardigrade. <laughs> I'm sorry. Tardigrade. 
Tardigrade? Tardigrade. Um, titled The Best. I just watched Melrose Place in full for the first time, and this podcast is exactly what I needed. Jenny and Dan lovingly scrutinize every scene and character with appreciation, disbelief, and humor. Their discussions and observations are on point and are exactly what I would talk about myself if only I had friends who were also watching this essential 90s series. I love it when they crack each other up, especially with it's their impressions of stupid ass Billy. Mm-hmm. No swim disc for this podcast. <laughs> Just the swim hype. I love you. <laughs> if you love Melrose Place, you'll love this podcast. Thanks for the countless hours of entertainment, Jenny and Dan. Thank you, Tardigrade. We love you. Thank and- you. Hey, if you guys like our podcast and you haven't written us a review yet, please go on to Apple Podcasts and, um, you know, send us over that five-star review. Um, It really does help, and uh, we'll read it on the podcast. Thanks, guys. Um, Also, I forgot. I put up another poll, too, last week. Oh, God. In reference to okay, all right, you know exactly what the poll is. Stop playing stupid. So uh, <laughs> we made a I made a comment in the last episode about Peter Burns's teeth, and me and Jenny got in a heated discussion about whether or not he was <laughs> up one or down one. So here's what you guys voted on for that landslide, very lopsided results. We may have to do another poll on this because. Could be rigged. Um, 15 to 4, 15 for up one, which is, Jenny, you said crowded. Because yes! <laughs> it's true. Four, four, including myself, voted for down one. No, because up one is correct. He's de- <laughs> uh, Did your sister vote on it? I don't know. Because she works in an orthodontics office. She would know. Nova said, I'm only 40 minutes into today's episode and I was laughing so hard. Thanks for making my Monday morning commute awesome. Missed you guys. Oh, we Nova. love you, Nova. Um, let's see what else. Oh, um, yeah, like we with the last week's episode, we broke our our single day download record. So we appreciate you guys all listening. I'm sure that's attributed to everyone being caught up with the podcast and just waiting for one to come out. So we th- thank you all so much for listening. Please share the podcast with your friends. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at MelroosePod. You can email us, MelroosePod at gmail.com. And we're on Patreon, patreon.com slash MelroosePod. We love smut. And we love you. Bye-bye.